Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed, a podcast on the Lughole Network, and do I have a hella mega episode for you today. Um, I am so sorry that I just said that. Uh, yeah, I it's a solo episode. I know there have been a lot of solo episodes recently, uh, but you know gotta keep up my pattern of guest solo episode guest solo episode uh so last week was the 100th episode of the podcast with frankie becerra we talked about most influential guests it uh it was a really fun episode really great episode i love frankie i love talking to frankie about music and we had a very good time discussing all sorts of stuff so if you haven't listened to that go back and listen uh i have a lot of cool fun episodes coming up for you uh next week i'm actually planning on releasing an episode about live music and concerts and concert memories with the irish podcaster colin cronin uh it's a very fun episode i'm excited for you guys all to hear it uh but so uh, i think that that's very appropriate just because live shows are happening again and even though there's still a lot of scary things happening i have more and more friends who are getting back out and going to concerts again so it's very exciting and the day that this episode is coming out i am going to one of the most anticipated concerts of the past two years the hella mega tour with fallout boy green day and weezer um i'm very excited i've seen both green day and fallout boy before but i have never seen weezer so even though i'm a bigger green day and fallout boy fan i'm most excited for weezer um and i wanted to kick off this week's playlist with a song that i know that they're not playing on this tour because i looked up the set list but that i wish that they were we are all on drugs I know that Make Believe isn't the most popular Weezer album, <laughs> but when I was getting into music and getting into rock music and modern-ish rock in the early 2000s, well, mid-2000s, really, 2005, Weezer's new album was Make Believe, and the first Weezer song I ever heard was Beverly Hills, and I remember hearing this song when I was in, like, middle school and thinking it was hilarious, which uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense now, but I just thought that that was, uh, I thought the chorus, we are all on drugs, yeah, was really really funny and i don't know so i've i've always kind of liked this song it's kind of weird and like dumb but uh yeah i think that there's some good goofy stuff on make-believe and it just doesn't get nearly as i guess that it does i don't know 
I know that it's not as good as the Blue Album or Pinkerton or even the Green Album, but, like, you know, it's all just fun. You know, Weezer, if they are nothing else, they are a very fun band, and you can't fault them for that, and I always have a lot of fun when I listen to Weezer. But anyway, we're going to roll on in to my next song, which is Someone Stranger by Georgia Mack and Alice Ivy. Looking my way, lost in pink haze, moving through space. You don't call for days, I've gone crazy, at least that's what they say. I don't care, cause I don't feel change. Set the bed on If you're not familiar with Georgia Mac, she is the lead singer of Australian punk group Camp Cope, who I am a massive fan of. I've been following Camp Cope since their debut album came out, and I really enjoy pretty much everything they've done. You know, they don't have a bad release yet, but um, a few years ago, Georgia Mac put out a solo LP that was kind of much more like pop-inspired, pop-influenced. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, but it didn't totally resonate with me until kind of recently when on an upcoming episode of the podcast, I used a song from it. Uh, I won't spoil what song that was or what episode it was, but it, it was. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then a few days ago, she released this song that she did with Alice Ivy, and it is much more like maximalist pop music than I than her first album is. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I really thought that it was a lot of fun. I really thought that it's just kind of the right type of pop music that I really love. And I, I'm i glad that she's still making stuff. I hope that there's a third Camp Cope album on the way soon, but either way, I'm very satisfied with whatever I can get from Georgia Mac. She's a very talented songwriter and a very, very good singer. But anyway, we're going to keep on rolling along into my next song, which is Sandy Sheets by Dave Haas. Dollar gas 
Dave Haas is one of my favorite songwriters. I love him so much. And I was very excited when he announced his new upcoming album, Blood Harmony. And I really liked the first single from it, Sandy Sheets. It's really... The thing that I don't like about it is the fact that this song is so perfect for summer. And he released it, one, at the end of July. And then it's not like the album's even coming out in the summertime. The album's coming out in October. So, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a perfect summer album. And then it's going to be coming out in the dead of fall. Which, like, is cool. Maybe the rest of the album is gonna be perfect for fall uh i'm going to fest the weekend after that album comes out so i'm very like gung-ho about uh you know i'm sure that i'll be listening to this album my whole way down to florida but i was kind of like oh this is such a good summer song and i'm gonna have it on for the whole rest of the summer but this is gonna be the perfect summer album to come out in october um because even the album cover i'm gonna pull it up right now like makes it seem like a summer album it's like a ferris wheel on like a boardwalk you know and this song in particular is kind of about like summer time and you know summer love and you know those really great like youthful summers i just read uh dan ozzy's most recent zine and he was talking about having like that summer between um like high school and college and just like partying and having a great time with your friends and that's kind of what this like sounds like and i'm realizing that maybe it is good for october because one of my favorite lines on the song that always sticks out to me is your champagne taste but my budget was beer and then it has the line by october we would crack the veneer so maybe maybe it's gonna be kind of like a summer summer romance ending album but i don't know i really like it i like all the musical references he makes like having just like heaven or true believers or um what's it called hey jealousy playing over and over again i think that you know this is such a great song for like driving down to the beach with your friends and just like having a great time i really really loved it and i'm so excited for this next album but anyway (laughs) This is going to be the running theme for the rest of the podcast. My next pick is another song by a band that I'm seeing tonight at Hell Omega that I don't think that they're going to play, but I, I think it'd be really cool if they played. My next song is The Patron Saint of Liars and Fakes by Fallout Boy. Patrick's stump impression on the pod 
But, oh man, you know I love me some early, early Fallout Boy. So, I don't, you know, I, I love this band a lot, and I've seen Fallout Boy once on the Save Rock and Roll tour, and it was a good show, and on that tour they did, you know, a decent amount of old stuff. You know, they only had the one brand new album, and, you know, don't get me wrong, like, you know... I think the only Take This to Your Grave cut that they did at that show was Saturday. But they were still doing, like, I Slept With Someone in Fallout Boy. You know, they did, uh, they did a bunch. I'm, you know, the big one for me is I Slept With Someone in Fallout Boy because I love that song so much. Um, but Patron Saint of Liars and Fakes is the closing song on Take This to Your Grave. And it's incredible. Um, you know, I always end up thinking about, like, the way Pete Wentz will, like, run out in the bridge to Saturday when Fallout Boy closes their shows. And, you know, he does the screamy part, and it's awesome, and it's super cool. And, like, this also has just, like, a great scream in the middle of it. You know, which, I mean, it's not lyrical. It's just a scream for the sake of screaming screaming but it's still so cool and i really like you know this is like perfect teenage angst which is the only reason that the hella megator is selling out is because we all want to go and relive our fucking teenage angst from when we were all little babies and so you know it's very exciting to you know i think it would be so great to just be able to sing along like when it all goes to hell will you be able to tell me your story with a straight face like it's all just so you know take this to your grave and i'll take it to my it's just so good and so like over the top and incredible and perfect for what the the uh what's it called what the hell of megator is so i i wish fallout boy was doing more more old stuff and it does look like to their credit they're doing a lot of the hits uh, not so much uh, like the more recent stuff which i commend them for it's very they know the audience that's going to be at these goddamn shows um but anyway we're rolling on to a record i just found this week thirstier by torres This album got reviewed by Pitchfork last Thursday, and I hadn't listened to... I, I'd heard of Torres. I knew the name. 
uh, I'd never listen to them, but I liked the cover artwork. I liked the title. The title of the record is also Thirstier. And I was like, oh, I got to check this out. And then I realized, oh, it didn't come out until Friday. And I gave it a listen on Friday. And I was like, this is a really good album. <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised. I was very happy I checked it out. And I mean, the title track is the one that stood out the most to me. I just really enjoyed this record. It's very, like, classic indie rock sounding. Very you know, catchy, very, you know, hooky, lots of good, memorable parts that made me want to, you know, just, like, dive in. So, yeah, I was very stoked. Um, And I'm excited to explore more of this band and listen to this record a little bit more. I don't have much else to say than that. Um, But anyway, we're going to scroll on in to my next song, which is uh, Sad But True, as performed by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. Not only do I love Jason Isbell, but I also love Metallica. (laughs) Um, So Metallica has a cover album coming out to celebrate 30 years of the Black Album. And it's just covers by so many different artists doing songs from the Black Album, and I thought, okay, this is cool, I'm excited to check these out, and, you know, I, the first one that came out, I forget who it was by, but it was someone, you know, someone, like, I remember hearing about it through the band Ghost, who, like, I'm not a big fan of, but, like, I have friends that are fans, you know, Jax, who's been on this podcast, is a huge Ghost fan, so, uh, you know, I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. They're a popular metal band. They're doing Enter Sandman. That's the most popular song on that album. And then I started looking at the other people that are on it. And then it's like there's Miley Cyrus, which I'm like, I get that. Miley's like the rocker chick now. You know, she's a pop star. Metallica is the biggest heavy metal band in the world. And then I start digging and I see, oh, Diet Sig's on this record. Oh, you know, Jay Balvin's on this record. Uh, and then I'm like, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit are on this album, which, I mean, I guess uh, of all the artists that are on there, like, Jason Isbell is less surprising than Diet Sig. Jason Isbell is kind of like a beloved figure in the music industry and respected, like, across genres. But so I was like, okay, cool, I'm excited to hear what he does and hear how he interprets Metallica. And I thought that the way that he did Sad But True is just incredible. It's, uh, you know, this is such, like, a... Like... 
other than like Enter Sandman, there's not really a more iconic song on the Black Album than maybe Sad But True. You know, that's why like someone like Kid Rock sampled it because it's such a great and powerful chorus, and there's so much stuff you could do with it. Um, I remember I used to listen to a mashup of Sad But True with London Bridge by Fergie. So I was like, okay, cool, let's check this out, and it is so much fun. Like that's real. You know, the thing we got to remember about music is sometimes it does. Just need to be fun and that's what this record is it's you know his take is just very silly very funny you know some of the other ones kind of do that same sort of thing where you could tell they're just like having a ball with reinterpreting these metallica songs but then some kind of like do it a little bit more serious and i just love the way that they that jason isbell and his band did this it's so good and so powerful and so fun so i you know i can't recommend this enough um but anyway we're gonna keep on rolling along i'm excited to hear the rest of the covers on this that haven't been released yet pop has one on this which i'm stoked to check out um you know i'm excited to hear weezer's take on enter sandman but anyway we're gonna roll on in to my last hella mega pick which is stewart and the avenue by green day So, my third favorite Green Day album of all time is Insomniac. I think that it it has some of their best songs, some of their most catchy songs. You know, I love... I do think that Dookie and I do think that American Idiot are their two best. I think that those two are masterpieces. Um, But there are moments that I like Insomniac a lot more than I like Dookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's a lot more song like Stuart and the Avenue is one of my favorite Green Day songs ever. I love that it showcases how great of a bassist Mike Dern is. I think that it's incredibly catchy. I think that the lyrics are great. You know, some Green Day has played this somewhat recently, you know, on in tours the last, you know, 10 years or so. I, they've done it, you know, and it works. Um, and people like it. And I think that people love that bass line from Mike Dern. But, like, you know, it's not a, you know, it, it's not one of their most popular songs. And that's fine, you know. But I love, like, before it might have made some sense, but now it's all fucked up. It's very fun, very silly, very over the top. I think I have I have an annotation on Genius about the last line where they change it to we're all fucked up, uh, which is fun. But, you know, it's all, it's really just kind of like a fun, you know, catchy punk sort of breakup song, you know? You kind of like, 
you know, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid enough to stay with you. I love those kind of snotty, snide uh, breakup tracks. I like so many things. So, I don't know. I... I love Insomniac. I love I love that Green Day does mostly the hits, and occasionally they throw in some deep cuts. I've seen the set list for this, and there are a few songs I'm very excited to get to hear. I do just wish Insomniac got more love. They're going to do Brain Stew. They might do Jaded. You know, might even do, like, Geek Stink Breath, but, like, got to do, like, 86 or, like, Walking Contradiction. Those are all so fun. So, I don't know. I wish that uh Stuart on the avenue got more love i wish brat got played brat's fucking fun um <laughs> but anyway we're gonna roll on into my second to last pick don't go dark by bleachers rock and roll <laughs> to bring us towards the end uh yeah that's kind of like the general gist of the new bleachers album for me i really you know i've gotten more and more into bleachers the more i listen to them because when i first heard like i want to get better which was a huge song i thought like okay this is cool kind of like poppy indie rock you know sort of like young the giant sort of feeling made sense it was the guy that was in fun and i was like oh that makes sense that's cool that you know this is gonna be a fun track and then i you know i keep listening and you know, I didn't really pay attention to the second album until The Wonder Years did a cover of Don't Take the Money, and I liked that, and I checked out the second album, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool, this is kind of cool. And then the third, this album, you know, I heard uh, Stop Making This Hurt. The title is called Taking the Sadness Out of Saturday Night, and I'm like, hell yeah, this is so exciting. And uh, I don't know, I really like it. I really love this. And, you know, when I Want to Get Better came out, no, no one knew that Jack Anton off was gonna be like the biggest producer in pop music like it is insane and it's very fun very funny um but yeah so i was very excited about this and i was very glad to get to uh you know listen to it i'm glad this album's out i want to live with it a little bit more you know it's funny because like the 45 or chinatown whichever one has bruce springsteen on it got released like over a year ago and it's crazy to think that this album's kind of been like coming for that long so i don't know i was very excited um and i'm i'm excited to live with this album a lot more this is gonna be you know <laughs> this is gonna kind of fill the hole that i have now that i don't have the dave hoss album until october you know this is gonna be my real like summer nights album i think for the rest of the summer um but anyway, we're going to bring this on home with my last pick, um, which is kind of on a sad note. It's Psychosocial by Slipknot. 
so, um... I'm going to start with something funny. <laughs> um, so, the day Joey died, I naturally decided, oh, I'm going to listen to fucking Slipknot. Um, and me and Emmy were going to the store to make a charcuterie board together for dinner. Um, and we thought it was going to be nice, thought it was going to be fun. And I was I was taken aback to learn about Joey's death. Um but so, of course, as we're driving over, I'm listening to, I'm like, okay, I put on Slipknot. And, you know, I eventually explained why, but I mean, was, I was, like, getting ready to, like, turn it up. Because when you listen to Slipknot, you gotta listen to Slipknot fucking loud. <laughs> and she was like, no, you can't put this on super loud. She's like, it's kind of a mixed bag with you where you might have something super loud, but you might also, like, I don't know what your mood is <laughs> when you listen to music. So she's like, it's gonna be a little much for me. And, um, which is fair, um, but I don't know, it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I got the email at work about Joey Jordison dying, and I was shocked because he was young. He was, like, 46. He wasn't old by any stretch of the imagination, and I didn't, you know... I only started getting into Slipknot a little bit more recently. Like, when I was in middle school and stuff, Slipknot was big, but it didn't totally, like, appeal to me the way that, like, artists like Marilyn Manson did or then later artists like Bullet For My Valentine did. Um, but then when I got older, I started to really appreciate it and really enjoy it and really, like, have it resonate with me. Um, so, yeah, I really like Slipknot. And, you know, even though I wasn't a huge Slipknot fan when I was a kid, I always knew who goddamn Joey Jordison was because he is a, a, a great, incredible drummer. You know, he's just played on so many things. He, like, played with, like, Rob Zombie, I think. He played with, like, all sorts of bands that I loved. So, you know, I always respected him. He had, like, a cameo in a Marilyn Manson music video. You know, he's someone that so many people love and, you know... For, it's it's obvious when you listen to those Slipknot albums because the drumming is so goddamn intense and integral to that sort of sound. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's really, it's really sad to hear about him passing. Um, you know, and I don't know, it's, it, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And so, I don't know, so it felt wrong to not include a Slipknot song to close this out. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm listening to. Um, I'm going to Hella Mega tonight, and I'll jam out with you next time. Bye. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.